When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. PHNX. Hey, yo, my lifestyle is retro. Tell the Phoenix Metro. Megas in control and he ain't never gonna let go. PHNX. September 13th, 2022. A dark day for the Phoenix Suns as the NBA's investigation of Robert Sarver has come to a conclusion and they have suspended the Suns owner for one year, fined him $10 million and required him to take sensitivity training as well. We're going to get into all of it and everything in the report. I am Greg Esposito, your host, joined by Gerald Bourget, Saul Bookman and Lindsay Smith. Uh, A lot to dive into in this 43 page report, but let's start off with the key findings that came out of this report. And let's uh, look at that graphic here as we have broken it down. The key findings here in the investigation, according to the NBA's release from their PR department, is that Robert Sarver, the managing partner of the Suns, in fact, used the N-word on at least five occasions that they found and corroborated, corroborated and he engaged in inappropriate verbal conduct towards female employees, engaged in workplace inappropriate physical contact conduct toward male employees on at least four occasions, and engaged in demeaning and harsh treatment of employees. So we'll start here. I mean, when you look at it laid out there, and this is just bullet points. There's a lot in this 43-page report that that gets into the details. But this alone to me feels like it should add up to a hell of a lot more than a one-year suspension and that the NBA uh, has fallen short in what should there be their duties as the guardian and gatekeeper of this league. It's, it's a slap on the wrist for a millionaire. <clears throat> and it's a slap in the face of the people that it took a lot of courage to come forward against an owner who is historic historically litigious um we know now about the toxic work environment that was in the sun's organization we've known about it for a while and to be a part of that and to have sarver at the top and not just him but a lot of infrastructure that failed these employees along the way when they came forward to hr with concerns and to turn around and you know the nba is going to justify it as oh we we find him the maximum amount. We find him ten million. You know, he's we're going to be donating all of this money to these organizations that are, you know, based in gender and and sec and sexual equality and all this other stuff. But it's just it's not enough. It's nowhere near enough because if you look at any one of these bullet points in any other workplace, this would be a fireable offense. It's not enough. 
Look, I mean, unless that $10 million used to create a time machine to go back and stop Robert Sarver from doing any of this, it's it's definitely not enough. That's a slap on the wrist for a guy that, if he does sell this team, is going to walk away with upwards of $2 billion. So the financial part is ridiculous, and I understand it's the bylaws. It's the most that they can, can find an owner. But, Saul, where are you sitting on this uh, initially before we get into Well, into you know um... – Unfortunately, from the very start of this, I felt like the NBA was going to fuck this all up. I really did. And that's exactly what they did today. Um, you know, I, I just had this feeling that, you know, the NBA is, has been reactionary in this. If it weren't for Baxter Holmes putting out all this information in the first place, they'd have never investigated Robert Sarver. Mm -hmm. And to take a year to basically get where Baxter Holmes was a year ago, like, is just it's a slap in the face to all those people. I mean, we're not talking about a few people. We're talking about hundreds of people <laughs> that backed up the things that Baxter Holmes was saying in that article. Like, and, and, and for us to get a $10 million fine and a one-year suspension for a, a billionaire is just, it's it's just so outrageous. It's it's just not, the, the only thing that I keep coming back to is, is, why do you always need visual evidence to believe the people that are experiencing this firsthand? Mm -hmm. Why do you like, like we go all the way back to like the Ray Rice thing and how that came out and it was like nothing really happened until they saw the video. Mm -hmm. The same thing would have happened to Donald Sterling had the audio not come out. Like the NBA is a fraud right now. They're an absolute fraud because they don't ever back up what they say in the fucking commercials or their statements about racial justice and, and, and equality for, for all humans. They're full of shit is what they are. And so I don't, I don't like the way that the NBA conducted this because throughout, throughout this entire 43-page document, you have instance upon instance upon instance of sexual harassment, sexual assault, um, and, and racism. And at the end of a lot of these instances, it's, oh, but we, we found that to be, you know, not, not verified. It was just, you know, we just moved on. Like, let, what the fuck? Let me read exactly what they say. And this, this is the line that continually shows up or some version of it throughout this report. In light of these accounts, this is quote, in light of these accounts and the tonality of evidence removed by investigate, investigators, the investigation makes no finding that Sarver's conduct was motivated by racial or gender-based animus, which is insane to me when you read these. And then what kills me, and this is on page three of the report, this is just at the beginning. They say that and then they go, well, Sarver did say to the investigators that he's made substantial personal and professional contributions to social and racial justice causes and that the sons have a higher percentage of people of color in basketball operations, 55 percent, uh, than most uh, or than they have the most of any NBA team. Does that make it OK uh, if you say I mean, you have proof that he said the N word five different times. I don't care if he's repeating it from a story or whatever he was told after the first time he did it in 2004 that he should not say that in a work setting or in any setting uh, as a white man and he proceeded to do it four other times that they that they have been able to confirm legally after being told not to say it so to me I don't understand how you can say that uh, no finding of motivated by racial animus there. If you're saying it after you've been told not to say it, 
that pretty much seems to me like a, a, clo a open and closed case there when it comes to that. Yeah. I think Jay said it best in the chat. Um, how does a league who wants equality and player staff well-being with a push for mental health awareness come to this conclusion? Everything that we got from this report and the judgments that came down or whatever directly contradict everything they're preaching about the league, about what they stand for, about the things that they care about. It, it, it's a complete contradiction. It's like you can't on one side say all of these things. And then when you're put into this bad situation where you actually have to follow through, you don't. Yeah. You can't tell me you care and then not do anything when you're presented with a situation where you can show that you care. Well, and hundreds of people that, like Saul mentioned, came forward, many of which broke NDAs that could bring upon them some legal reper uh, repercussions uh, potentially here. And all that was worth to the league was one year suspension and $10 million. That pain, that anguish, that hurt. Some of these people having their careers destroyed or completely changed at the drop of a hat because of the whim of of an organization that had, was led this way, I mean, that just isn't enough for these people. It isn't enough for anybody that experienced it. Uh, that frustrates me. Let's bring up, if we can, let's go back to the beginning when Baxter Holmes last October broke this initial story. The Suns came out very vehemently and denied it. We have some of those comments. I want to take a look at them. It said, their statement said, we understand that an outlet is considering publishing a proposed story that makes completely baseless claims against the Suns organization uh, covering a variety of talk topics. Documentary evidence in our possession and eyewitness accounts directly contradict the reporter's accusations, and we are preparing our response to his questions. We urge everyone not to rush to judgment here, especially based on lies, innuendo, and false narrative to attack our organization and its leadership. So that's the initial statement from the organization there. Mm -hmm. And guess what? The league found out and corroborated pretty much 95% of what Baxter Holmes had in his story. The, and the organization appears to have come out in, in one statement and boldly lied that they had evidence proving to the false, to the opposite of it. All right. I, Nobody, nobody's going to disagree with that. I mean, we have a few other no, comments. And it's there will need to be a certain amount of accountability on in terms of because we heard from and I understood why at the time before there had been judgment passed down why players and coaches were hesitant to say anything publicly because that man still employs them because there's that power dynamic there but now that the NBA has released its findings now that these stories are once again being corroborated by this <coughs> independent investigation like James Jones's whole that's not the Robert I know crap can't fly anymore. Mm -mm. And I know it's still a difficult position because as of right now, he's only suspended for a year. So as of right now, a year from now, he's going to be walking in those doors again and that power dynamics going to return. And it's unfortunate that that is the reality of the situation. And this is where people are going to need to speak up. And if there is going to be change it has to come now. It has to come from dissent with what the NBA has ruled here because they have to put pressure on the league. And it's unfair to expect them to do that. But that's just the reality of where we are right now because otherwise 
we are heading for an extremely uncomfortable situation a year from now where nothing substantial has really changed. You know, I I, I know we were going to get this question to, um, you know, ASU dude, I guess, in the mm-hmm. chat says, the ultimate question is, does this give the minority owners all the leverage they need for a takeover? And uh, to, to, to that response, we don't know yet. We're yeah. trying to figure out the legality of this. We don't know if his suspension means that he's not uh, he's not able to take part of of ownership votes that would determine ownership or anything like that. Like so, in the coming days, we will we will vet this out. We will get the proper um, uh, legal uh, you know understanding of all this, and we'll move forward. So we're not going to speak on that so much today. But what I will say is is everything else in that organization. Um, it, it's it. They're kind of right now. They're kind of in purgatory because. He's still going to come back on paper as of right now. He's still going to come back in a year. And with that looming over everybody's head for the next year, it's, it's, it's hard for me to see this zebra changing his stripes and all of a sudden coming back and being like just the best owner in the NBA and being happy-go-lucky and treating everybody fair. And, and I, I just don't believe it. We actually have a, tw- a tweet from Adrian Wojnarowski that kind of addresses that, if we can show that here. He says, well, the NBA says Robert Sarver, quote, cooperated fully with the investigation process. Sources tell Baxter Holmes and me that the Suns owner was unaccepting of an idea he deserved a one-year suspension and $10 million fine for his behavior. The punitive process, part of the process, Process became largely acrimonious, which to me says he doesn't view this as anything being done wrong, that they confirm behavior that he must be okay with. And what bothers me to go back to that original statement is you can come out and say, we take this seriously, we're looking into this, we we stand by our ownership right now until the investigation is complete. But they came out fully basically attacking Baxter Holmes in the original article, well, it, mm-hmm. which even, puts them in a very precarious position when you look at right now. Well, it's even, I mean, honestly, like it's Shane, we have uh, Sarver's comment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he doubled down on it just a minute, minutes ago. I mean, it's, I can't even read that. Yeah. So I'll, I'll go ahead and read it. So from the background from Mr. Sarver's representatives, the NBA's independent investigation confirmed that none of Mr. Sarver's actions or comments were based on race, prejudice, or misogynistic intent. These findings came after hundreds of witness interviews and the review of thousands of documents, including 18 years of Mr. Sarver's emails and personal text messages. The league also confirmed that there was no evidence whatsoever to support several of the accusations in ESPN's reporting from November 2021. Finally, the NBA recognized that the Suns organization started improving its HR department and workplace culture long before the NBA's investigation began. And then there's a statement that's attributed to Sarver. Good leadership requires accountability. For the Suns and Mercury organizations, that begins with me. While I disagree with some of the particulars of the NBA's report, I would like to apologize for my words and actions that offended our employees. I take full responsibility for what I have done. I am sorry for causing this pain, and these errors in judgment are not consistent with my personal philosophy or my values. I accept the consequences of the NBA's decision. This moment is an opportunity for me to demonstrate a capacity to learn and grow as we continue to build a working culture where every employee feels comfortable and valued. 
I am extraordinarily proud of the Sons and Mercury organizations and the record we have built concerning diversity, inclusion, and giving back to the community. It means a great deal to me that our dedicated and hardworking employees have made Phoenix a basketball destination for both players and fans. Look, I'm just going to say this. I'm glad his lawyers got in their hours Mm -hmm. in writing that statement because when you look at it, 2004 through in this report to 2021, there are examples of everything that was talked about, the use of the N-word, sexual innuendo, inappropriate contact with employees. That, that is not a guy that has learned anything. At some point, it becomes ingrained behavior and not, oh, these were accidents. They don't represent who I am. Yeah, actions speak a lot louder than words, mm-hmm. sir. These are your philosophies and values. If that's what you're doing, if that's those are the actions you're taking, then that's how you genu- genuinely feel inside, not mm-hmm. what you say you feel. Well, Again, I- that statement just tells me that he is not going. He's not going to leave on his own volition. Mm-hmm. Not no. No, no, not in any way, shape, or form. He is going to have to be forced out. The NBA had their opportunity to do that today. They didn't do it, and so now it's. We're we're basically. I know a lot of Suns fans are hoping that the 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 ownership group will vote him out if they can. Um, and and that's just that's just a big hope right now. And it's unfortunate because there's a lot of people that felt like this was going to be the change that was needed for this organization. So they came forward and they basically got slapped in the face today. Look, it comes down to the fact that the Suns organization. And minority owner uh, Najafi have a have a chance here to decide what they want the soul of the organization to be. They have twelve months to try to figure out how they can prove that this isn't what they stand for. That the employees that came out and that were affected by this uh, were got something out of this. That there was a okay. We understand that this was wrong. Uh, the Suns did have a statement that they put out. Uh, please bear with us as a lot's coming at us here live as well. I don't know if we have this one on we a graphic. Do. Let's throw it up there. Suns Legacy Partners is committed to creating a safe, respectful, and inclusive work environment that is free of discrimination and harassment. As the NBA acknowledged, we fully cooperated with the NBA's investigation, which covered an 18-year period, including uh, – including by encouraging current and former employees to participate. The NBA's findings concerning the organization focus for the most part on historical matters that have been addressed in recent years, including through meaningful enhancements of our workplace compliance program. At the direction of senior leadership, we have strengthened our culture and focus on creating a workplace where everyone feels included and valued. These efforts include hiring new HR leadership, updating our employee handbook to clearly define our expectations for appropriate workplace behavior, adopting a strong code of conduct, instituting robust processes to report misconduct, and holding trainings on respect in the workplace and our corresponding policies and procedures. We nevertheless take seriously the MBA's findings and will implement the workplace uh, improvements the MBA has identified to the extent that we have not done so yet. Robert Sarver is also taking responsibility for his actions. He recognizes that at times during his 18 years of ownership, his conduct uh, did not reflect his or the son's values and was inconsistent with the advancements of the management team has taken with Robert's full support. We are proud of the progress we've made, and moving forward, our organization will continue to build a best-in-class workplace. I love how they're like... 
I don't, I'm trying to figure yeah. out how I want to say this, but like they're saying, oh, well, we've already done all of these things mm -hmm. as if it was something they had planned to do all along when in reality they make it seem like we've been doing these for years now. Like this mm -hmm. has been in the process for so long. Like, give me a break, you guys. This all stemmed from Baxter's article and this investigation. You didn't do this of your own free will because it was the right thing to do. You did it to save face. Well, and Stop. When you juxtapose the initial comment yeah. with the secondary comment, yeah. the first comment from the organization exactly. is none of this is true. Yeah. The second comment is we've been addressing this for years. How can you address something that isn't true <laughs> yeah. right. is what bothers me. And here from the report, uh, there's a quote concerning Sun's personnel other than Sarver. The investigation finds that several in instances of workplace misconduct uh, 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 Although many involved employees who have since left the organization. So they found it wasn't just Sarver. To me, I'm just going to say this mm -hmm. and it may get me in trouble. And that's all right, because it's the right thing to say in this situation. Right now, Suns President Jason Rally should resign. He oversaw many of these years with this organization and is culpable for the behavior that went on there just as much as Robert Sarver. Because if you're in a position of leadership at the top of that organization, one rung below the guy that's doing this, and you do absolutely nothing, even if your own behavior doesn't reflect that, you are culpable and you should resign immediately as part of this. Because you oversaw the business side where most of this happened that was unacceptable, and there needs to be repercussions beyond Robert Sarver being uh, suspended for a year and a $10 million fine. Just because some of the people that were involved left the organization, those that still remain should no longer be a part of it for allowing any of this to happen. Absolutely. Amen, brother. It's, it's, Absolutely. it's a pattern. It's a recurring pattern that we see throughout this 43-page report, and it goes a lot further than just Sarver. There needs to be a lot of change, and it can't just be like Lindsay was talking about, change that comes on the heels of this ESPN report coming out. Like, There's a lot that needs to change within this organization, and it's, it's really sad because a lot of the focus is going to be on Suns fans disdain for Sarver and the reality is there were a lot of people who were in a horrible work environment for years that came forward and took the courage to come forward and the NBA's judgment their jurisdiction basically told them it's not that bad this behavior is not that bad like we're going to give we're going to give him a year away from events and he's going to take this this training program and he's going to pay his fine and as of right now, that's the end of it. That's all that it is. Yeah. Punishment doesn't change the behavior, doesn't change the past. Uh, and just to assume that a year off and $10 million out of a pocketbook will change the organization, I think is, is Pollyannic. A year, a year, <clears throat> a year for, I mean, for literally like causing a lot of anguish and and anxiety and and just overall changing the 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 path of a lot of people's lives uh, you only got a year like that that just like that just just that just blows me away that that's there there are people you know a lot of people on, on twitter today had, had kind of mentioned this point there's a lot of us that that thought and dreamed of working in sports Imagine you finally get that opportunity and then you run into this asshole 
who just completely destroys your perception of what it would be like to work in sports and and tries to you know challenge your mental health on on a daily basis by coming at you in all types of different ways like I just feel so bad for those people that have had to deal with that. Uh, it, it's just, it's just so unfortunate. And that's where the, the, I'm just going to keep going back to the NBA cause they had, they had the ultimate hand in and how to deal with this. And they just completely bungled it from the start. Well, uh, another thing that came <clears throat> up in this and, and ties into what you're saying, Saul is who are you supposed to be able to go to when there's something like that within an organization, who's supposed to be the safe haven, that you can turn to. It's supposed to be the human relations department in a company. And quote, investigators learned that the Sun's HR department had historically maintained poor records. And accordingly, the HR files received by the investigators were limited in number, incomplete and disorganized. And later on, they found out that many of the, the accusations about the HR department that were in Baxter Holmes report were in fact true, where they were not uh, that safe haven. So when you have nowhere to turn to, when you have uh, an ownership or uh, a, a, but, a, a but man it, at the top like that, makes it even worse. It's a systemic but, problem. But it's worse than that. It's even worse than that because that would that would almost lead you to believe that HR just didn't do anything. No, they took it a step further and leaked employee confidences back to ownership. Which is far worse because now you're basically telling sorry, by the way, so-and-so really hates your guts and they're complaining about this, this, and this, and gives them more reason to go after you. Like, again, this this whole this whole organization, especially the ones that are still there from from the beginning, they need to go. Well, they absolutely need to go. I want to bring up something else because in the in the comment it was talked about policies and you know, all these things that the sons brought up. Investigation found that since 2012, a handbook that I signed my name on, so I can tell you this was in there, the Suns have had an employee handbook con containing a respect in the workplace policy that prohibits uh, harassment on the basis of race, color, national origin, religion, sex, with or without sexual conduct, gender identity, or any other status of characteristics protected by applicable federal, state, or local law. That was since 2012. I'm pretty sure I'm not a lawyer. I did not go to school to be a lawyer, but I'm pretty sure some of the accusations in here violated their own handbook. Which would be a fireable offense for anybody else. Yes. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I, it was just, it was hard to read, go through these 43 pages this morning and read all of these different instances of racial insensitivity, of gender-based insensitivity, of, in some cases, not Sarver directly, but people under him that are allowed to just be these horrible people. Like, we we saw the reports about uh, the male employee or sponsor that was, you know, rubbing a female employee's shoulders unwantingly, mm -hmm. and she still had to show up to work because he maintained that role and still has been in that role. And this is just one of dozens of examples that litter these pages. Um, Sarver de-pantsing employees in front of other employees. Which I witnessed firsthand. Uh, Sarver appearing naked in the shower in front of another male employee. Thank dancing God pelvis to pelvis. Firsthand. Like, it's just, it's a barrage of things. And for the NBA's investigation to come out and say that it's not based on anything racial or anything gender-based is laughable. Like, they try to pan it off as... Oh, he's just kind of an idiot who has a stupid sense of humor and likes to make people feel uncomfortable. 
that's still not okay. He, that's still fireable. Well, that he is those things, but that is the definition of harassment in their own workbook. Again, the workplace policy quote notes that prohibitive in, in harassment may include sexually tainted jokes or comments, which he talked about his condom size, and sexual acts that he got as favors, according to this report, unwelcome or unwanted sexual conduct, which I would say pulling down your pants in front of a man that's doing a physical on you while he's on his knees there falls into that. Derogatory, vulgar, or degrading comments, which were there. The use of slurs, which I pretty sure the n-word falls right in there if it, if mm -hmm. they have proof of that sexually explicit pictures which he supposedly sent pornographic videos and jokes to other male employees as well as showed a picture of his wife in an explicit bikini to anybody that would look at it according to the report in this meeting and then the 2015 version of the workplace policy adds that harassment may include discussing one's own sexual problems or experiences which he did uh, according to the report, and I can confirm, in front of an entire uh, employee meeting. So the fact that they couldn't legally find it, but their own company defined it a way uh, that, that was punishable for everybody else but its own ownership shows the problem within the entire organization top down at the time that these things happened. Right. It's a pattern of degrading behavior towards employees, towards players. He told one female, he asked one female employee, did you get an upgrade this summer? When she had a breast augmentation done, he talked about one player's significant other looking like she gave good blowjobs. And as recently as 2021, he told a story in a business meeting about learning what a blowjob was when he was a child. Like this is just inappropriate behavior. This is stuff that makes people feel uncomfortable. It's out of line. And, I, and I'm just flabbergasted that this is the route that the NBA took on this. This is not the same Adam Silver that handled the Donald Sterling situation. Mm -mm. This is disgraceful. And it's because, unfortunately, there is no, like Saul mentioned, there is no video. And it's sad that it has to take some video or some smoking gun for the, for anything to significantly change which, around here. But you know what also was the biggest difference? Um, and and I'm, I'm going to put it on a lot of people right now. Uh, the biggest, uh, the other biggest difference between Darlene Sterling and, and and Robert Sarver right now is that the players, uh -huh. the players took a stand too, uh -huh. and uh, from the beginning, you know, these players acknowledged that this was something, and then they just moved on, and I'm very anxious to see what's going to happen now, but you know, the season doesn't start for another month, month and a half. Uh -huh. I wonder if they're just gonna let this thing go too, but the players. Listen, when players come out and they make a demonstration, it means something. Mm -hmm. It absolutely means something. Those Clipper players came out. They took their jerseys off. They took their warmers off. They were wearing black T-shirts. They were like, this dude does not represent us. They threatened to boycott a game. Like, Adam Silver, they forced action. And they've been able to do that in the past. Nobody's doing that right now. And so it is up to the players because they have a stance to be able to do things. So I'm I'm curious to see what Chris Paul, who was in that situation with the Clippers, is going to do about this. What Devin Booker, the face of the franchise, what he's going to do about this. DA, the list goes on and on. Like, what are these players going to do about this? Well, in defense of the players, most of the Sterling protests came after the tape leaked, after there was – evidence this is the evidence now this is the investigation <clears throat> it's no longer hearsay this is a legal group saying this in fact happened 
Now it's on the players. And unfortunately, it's always on the players in this league for progress. It shouldn't be. We act we act like the NBA is a, an extremely progressive league, but the only reason that the NBA is an extremely progressive league is because of the players mm-hmm. make it so. They yeah. forced the issue. They forced the agenda. They did it in the Sterling situation. And to your point, if anything's going to happen further, it's going to have to happen from them. Mm-hmm. If, if Devin Booker, who finished fourth in MVP voting, comes out and says, this is not enough, if Chris Paul comes out and says, this is not enough, that's when things start to change. Mm-hmm. But we have to wait and see if any of that happens. Now, one former Suns player did start and come out about this today, uh, who also played for the Clippers at one point. Jamal Crawford tweeted simply, Sterling 2.0 as of 10.51. So about 10 minutes ago, he tweeted that. Jay Crowder yeah. also chimed in today, and he had a tweet. Wow. Wow. All exclamation points. So this is what it takes. Players reading this, players talking, them agreeing on what's the right course of action next. And I think we all can agree there needs to be a next course of action. There needs to be repercussions across the board still. I think there was a follow-up tweet by Jay, according to the chat. There was one from Jamal. He said, seen this movie before with kind of a weary face emoji. Um and this is a guy that played for the Suns, so he's familiar with that. And he played for Donald Sterling as well. So this is a guy that understands. He knows both guys. He sees the similarities that we all see. And he knows better than most probably what a lot of these players have had to go through as far as dealing with an owner that makes these comments that are just inappropriate, off the wall, racially charged And this is, like you said, this is what it's going to take. It's unfortunate that the onus has to be on the players to enact change in this league, but they do have that leverage. They have that power to make a statement. And I hope that they do because we all know this summer has been one shit show after another for this team, but this trumps all of that. This is so much more important than all of that. And I hope that this is media day is literally is less than two weeks away. And so I am curious to see what happens, what the players decide to do, what Monty decides to do, how leadership that we credit with creating a good culture for the players, what they decide to do from here. It Inaction is not an option right now is mm-hmm. how I feel. And one of the reasons is we've talked a lot about the use uh, of the N-word, but these are men with wives, mm-hmm. mothers, some have daughters, and some of the treatment of women that was discussed in this report is heinous at best, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, you know, obviously I, I have a daughter, I have a wife, you read these things and it's immensely uncomfortable when you see it. I mean, in 2008, according to the report, Sarver told a pregnant employee that she should not continue in a previously assigned role coordinating an event because at the time of the event, she would recently have given birth. Witnesses recall Sarver saying in, in substance that the employee could not perform the assignment because she would, quote, uh, be breastfeeding and, quote, her baby needs their mom, not their father, which is particularly disgusting to me. I have a wife who breastfed her child and did basically everything in the world. She held down a job. She did everything. This is an archaic approach. And the fact that he even had the gall to say that directly 
to the woman, not only just think it, but say it directly in an employee situation is ridiculous to me. Also like, ironic that they didn't offer any paid maternity leave whatsoever. And that yeah. came out in the report that they'll be implementing some parental leave now. Yeah, oh, you care so much about your employees' families. And their children, yet there is zero offer of help when it comes to them actually having children. Gotcha. Okay. Oh, uh, and later on, uh, he told uh, Sarver in response to this, when called out on it, uh, uh, said that he, he criticized the witness for questioning Sarver's judgment, somebody that saw that situation and said he had done nothing wrong. It's, Say that one more time. So uh, a witness went to uh, a higher up who went to Sarver and Sarver questioned why anybody would que question his judgment. It, the witness would question his judgment and that he did absolutely nothing wrong in the situation. That, and that kind of thing is the thing that stood out to me in this report. That's even that makes the NBA's decision even worse is that there is this recurring theme of Sarver being completely unaware that he's doing anything wrong. You know, you read his statement and he's talking about how he's going to take this time to learn and grow and all this bullshit. And you read these accounts of him either denying that things happened or him saying, oh, it wasn't that big of a deal. Or here's the context that this totally inappropriate comment happened under. He just doesn't get it. He doesn't understand that these things that he does are bad, are wrong, are things that you cannot do with the power dynamic, with with. Like it literally says in the report that he told someone that he hates diversity. Like yeah. there's just instance after instance where he does not get it. I, and you I cannot let him return to an organization. I don't like think that. you're intentionally doing this. I'm not like mm. trying to be mad at you or anything right. here. He gets it 100 oh, percent. He chooses to pretend that he doesn't get it. He chooses to try to explain it away. He fully understands what he is doing. And then he has an excuse for every reason that he did it so that he doesn't have to have any accountability for it. That's I feel like, not, and again, I'm not, mm. this is it's just words, semantics, whatever. But you can't give him a pass and saying he doesn't get it because he fully understands what he's doing. No, what he doesn't understand is why there's punishment for his actions. Why all of a sudden he has to pay the price that other people pay for acting like this in public spaces. He doesn't understand that because he's been fed for far too long that you can do no wrong when, you, when you're in a position of power like that. The dynamic that was allowed to go on for so long just emboldened him even more that he could get away with it. And you're 100% right, Lindsay. He knows what he's doing. You don't you don't get to a position of power like he did not knowing what you're doing, not having a monicum of intelligence. You know, is he is he socially awkward? Yeah. But that's not an excuse to do this to people and get away with it. You know, that's just not an excuse. And and Gerald, again, that's not that's not a knock on you. I just th that statement is obviously lawyer speak. That statement is what you have to do in a situation like this. Mm. I don't believe for a second that he doesn't understand what he's doing. He just doesn't care. That's it. He does not care. Straight up just not care. Because because this is what this is the punishment he gets for it. A slap on the wrist. He can literally go and do basically whatever he wants as long as it's not so egregious and caught on video or audio, he's going to be perfectly fine. But that's the thing. It is egregious. It just didn't happen to get caught on tape. Why is that the standard, to Saul's point earlier? It's a great Why question. Why is that the standard that it has to be caught on tape? 
right. for it to be so egregious that something can happen because of it. Right. Because this isn't hearsay. This is corroborated. This is a law, this is a law office saying these things did in fact happen. A law firm's not doing that if there's a chance that there's legal rep repercussions for them. This is fact. I guess I need to talk. I'm the one driving this hard <laughs> I'm just tired, y'all. Not just, not literally because of the yeah, time, but just physically. Fig yeah, figuratively, mentally, all this stuff. And like, you know, even this whole fine, everyone was asking early on in the show, like, where is this $10 million going? From what I understand, it's going to organizations who um, fight against racism and sexual misconduct and things of that nature. And while I'm sure they do great work, I also think there should have been a portion that went to employees who literally lost their jobs mm -hmm. for reporting things on this. Employees who have had to seek professional help for mental ailments that came from this job. Employees who had commissions literally stolen from them by executives. Like, mm -hmm. Why have we not talked about how these employees also deserve something for all the shit they had to put up with throughout this 18-year period? Some of which I know still are dealing with the mental anguish of it, that have had years of therapy because they've had to deal with some of the things that they went through. You're 100% right. There should, be, there should be something for them in this as well. Uh, I, I don't know. Do we want to go through anything else that was in, in this report? I mean, you can read it. It's 43 pages of cringeworthy things that go on. I'll, I'll say that. Yeah. The only thing I'll say is that um, the lack of information and findings from anyone not named Robert Sarver in this report is disgusting. Mm -hmm. And I think that speaks to a bigger issue that we're seeing with the league and kind of how they're navigating this situation is because there were multiple other people named throughout this investigation who should also have to pay some sort of repercussions for their actions as well, whether they work for the Suns currently or not. And they were intentionally left off of this report. And that is just it's quite it's not okay there should it's not okay there should be secondary findings that come out of this that cost cost jobs a statement saying oh we we've learned isn't enough uh for the kind of behavior that was allowed to go on it just isn't completely uh, agree and the you know the the intent whole thing drives me nuts in this report too because we couldn't i, I guarantee there was a, a legal wrangling a legal battle between both sides that this isn't the initial report that was originally delivered. I guarantee language was softened. Things were changed due to uh, legal threats, basically. So I don't know. I just were, this is the time where people that have a voice that can make an impact need to stand up. The players, other owners, the minority owners of the Phoenix Suns, uh, Larry Fitzgerald, uh, is a minority owner. Like, if you say nothing, if you stand there after reading this report, you're culpable as well. You are part of the problem if you do not stand up against it. Any final thoughts from uh, uh, from anybody else today? All right. Well, we will be back at 2 p.m. talking basketball. So please join us then. Uh, we'll, we'll try to look at 
some things outside of what's going on with the Robert Sarver report. We'll also update you on any information that comes in uh, between now and then. Uh, I know this wasn't an, an easy one, but we appreciate you guys being along with us and listening uh, and and going along with us. So for Lindsay Smith, for Sal Bookman, for Gerald Borgay, I'm Greg Esposito, and we'll talk to you at 2 p.m.